This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. I'm going to lift up those hands tonight and bless the name of the living God, the one that is and was and is to come the beginning and the end the ancient of days the one who never changes dependable invincible immortal invisible unstoppable never lost a battle the king of glory the blessed and the only potentate. I am that I am Jehovah is his name. Blessed forever. The Lord, the giver of life, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the savior, the redeemer, the deliverer, the majesty on high. For he alone is the most high. He alone is the Holy One. There is no one in his category. His caveacy, nobody can question this God. He's sovereign. He's mighty. He's great. He's greatly to be praised. He's gracious. He's too wonderful for words. Too beautiful. Ah, he's the excellent Jehovah. He's the marvelous God. He's the one that never fails, whose word never returns to him void, who has never lost a battle, yet he's the Father, uh, uh, the lover of our souls, the one that saves and heals and restores and keeps and blesses and helps and lifts. Hey! why don't you just lift up your hands this morning and bless his holy name someone praise the lord hey we win and we win we always win if you're down disgusted broke annoyed broken sad whatever it is even dead as long as you're in jesus that is not the end of the story we have seen the end of the story and the end of the story is that we've won praise god so light affliction is but for a moment and it's nothing compared with the glory that shall be revealed hereafter praise the lord we may be persecuted but never forsaken cast down but never destroyed because he has said he will never leave us nor forsake us the forces that we least operate undercover they that are with us are more than they that are with them we have the advantage god has given us a precious gift it is not just a song that gift is called the holy ghost We've got, it in our, we've got him in our hearts. We've got him in our minds. We've got him in our hands. We believe that when we lay hands on the sick, they recover. 
we have a goodly heritage the lines are falling onto us in pleasant places in the presence of our father is fullness of joy at, the, at his right hand are pleasures forevermore even though we pass through the valley of baker we make it a wellspring because there's a destination but says every one of them appears before god in zion that's psalm 84 hallelujah so when there is a casting down we don't say there's a casting down because there's a lifting up on the inside because the son of man was lifted up we cannot be down hallelujah that's why we are glad that's why we rejoice praise the lord even, even when it comes to the issue of living this world Paul said for me to live is Christ to die is gain we have families on both sides there's family here and we are surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses Abraham is a part of this family David is a part of this family Paul and Silas belong to this family Bible says we've come to the to Mount Zion to the spirits of just men made perfect it's talking about our brothers and sisters uncles fathers and mothers on the other side when when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus how many of us know that song we will sing and shout the victory when a child of god wakes up in the morning there is a rousing in the ranks in the hosts of heaven the angels stand on attention and lift up their swords baptists are they not ministering spirits sent to minister for those who are heads of salvation it doesn't matter if you woke up on the right side of the bed or the left side of the bed as long as you are born again heaven is waiting for you to move hallelujah your name is written in the book of life. You are not an ordinary person. Never, ever, ever allow the atmosphere of the world, the philosophy of the, gener of the age, the trend in the generation to take over you. A precious soul that Jesus has bought. God forbid. There is a drum that you are dancing to that drum is not on this planet we don't talk like the people of this world we don't walk like the people of this world the bible says that though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh the weapons of our warfare are not carnal they are not the things that people are used to but they are mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations every height and exalts against the knowledge of god hallelujah we've come to something different and that's what i want to talk to us about this evening by the grace of god we are not we are here but we are not from here hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> John chapter 17 maybe we'll start from there very quickly John chapter 17 I want us to look at the words of Jesus in John 17 hallelujah 
Hallelujah. John 17 and verse 15. You see, I like, I, I, this, this chapter of John is so precious to me because there are certain things that Jesus began to say here as though he was already raised from the dead. The Jesus that was talking here didn't seem like the Jesus who was going to the cross, even though this was before the cross. It sounded like someone who had been raised from the dead. The prayer here is not the prayer of the lamb that was slain. The prayer here is the prayer of the high priest who had been raised from the dead. You see, Jesus was crucified. He died as the lamb that took away the sin of the whole world. He died for the whole world, but he was raised up only for the church. <laughs> That's why when he died, he died in full view of the whole world. The, the, the Romans were there. On the cross was written in, in, Rome, in, in, in Greek, in Latin, and in Hebrew. Jesus, the king of the Jews, he was, he was crucified in public. But when he was raised from the dead, he only appeared to his disciples. Only those that belonged to him saw him. That's why in 1st John chapter 2, we'll get back to John 17 briefly. In 1st John chapter 2, verse 1, John says, My little children, I write these things so that you do not sin. He says, if anyone sin, we have an advocate. You see, what he's talking about here does not pertain to the whole world. That word advocate belongs to those who belong to Jesus. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Then in the next verse, he now talks about the rest of the world. He says, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, but not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. Those two words are not the same. Advocate is not the same as propitiation propitiation means sacrifice the lamb of god that was slain but that word advocate refers to the one that is standing in the gap oh father thank you so he's both the savior of the world and the savior of the body as the savior of the world he came to take away sin from the world but as the savior of the body, he's the sinless, spotless high priest. So in John chapter 17, Jesus, he said this thing in very plain words. Verse 9, he was praying for his, for his disciples. He wasn't praying for the world. I mean, the Bible says in John 3.16, in this same John, that for God so loved the what? God so loved the church. God so loved the Christians. No, the world. That he gave his only begotten son. But look at John 17, 9. Can we read it together? What does he say? I pray for them. I pray not for. But for those that you have given me, for they are yours. So he wasn't, he wasn't here praying. That's what I'm saying. As the Lamb of God that came to take away the sin of the world. He was praying not for the world, but he was praying for those that had come out of the world. Hallelujah. And he said, I'm praying for them because they are mine and they are yours and I am glorified in them. Now he says in verse 11, Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world and I come to you, Holy Father, and so on and so forth. 
that's verse 11 i am no longer in the world but these are in the world in verse in verse 15 in verse 16 beg your pardon he says they are not of the world in verse 11 he says i am no longer in the world but these are in the world i am leaving them in the world but in verse 16 he says that they are not of the world just as i am not of the world that's where that saying comes from that though we are in the world john 17 11 are we together verse 16 we are not of the world we don't come from this place when a person becomes a christian there is a change of citizenship there is a change of bloodline there is a change of destiny there is a change of heritage there is a change of identity there is a change of nationality philippians 3 and verse 20 let's see what it says there is a change that shifts him from what he used to be to a new order philippians 3 20 it says for our citizenship is in heaven our citizenship is in heaven other translations say for we are citizens of heaven i like the passion translation it says we are a colony of heaven on earth when we first got born again and the thing was shocking us and they say <laughs> you get a form and they say what's your religion the christianity is not a religion christianity is not a religion i don't have a religion christianity is a way of life it's a faith Say, where are you from? Instead of the young man to put him state there or something, say, I'm from Zion. Some of you still say it. You see, what I'm saying, what I'm beginning to talk about this evening is the reason why a person can spend years dealing with ancestral curses. You come and tell me I have ancestral curse. Who is, who is my ancestor? Do you know who my ancestor is? <laughs> hey, Dalabas. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, I believe, and 15. Paul said, For this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. It means that God is my Father. So in my lineage, you come to tell me that you want to deliver me from ancestral curses. Are you trying to say that God? Our citizenship is in heaven. We do not belong to this place. So a Christian from Ekiti, and a Christian from Shanghai in China, they belong to the same tribe. They are brothers and sisters. A Christian from Ekiti and a non-Christian from Ekiti are strangers. You didn't hear what I said. Ah, God. <laughs> you see, this thing I'm talking about, 
we entered into we entered into the history of jesus i pray tonight that a revelation will open up on the inside of somebody and you will begin to walk in the dealings of god you will not just do things religiously yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm, I want to give my, I want to go, I want to give God my Isaac, and all you are thinking about is a special seed that will get you an apartment in Lekki or something that will give you a financial breakthrough. That's fantastic. But listen, oh, when God said to Abraham, Abraham, take now your only son. Abraham had two sons by that time. Hope you know Ishmael was born first. But God said, Abraham, take now thy son, thy only son, the son whom you love. Why do you think John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son? God was trying to bring Abraham into Christ. Ay, God. Abraham was the first person to go to in the history of mankind to go to God to offer something without an animal everybody that offered from abel down everyone they took a lamb they took something to go and offer to god but abraham was going with isaac and isaac said that father i can see the wood i can see the stuff where is the sacrifice what did abraham say did abraham say he had a sacrifice if you go read this thing in the new testament the bible says that abraham had already received isaac from the dead in a figure abraham was entering into the history of christ abraham said the lord will provide himself a lamb he was talking about the lamb that was oh god so what god was saying to abraham was i'm bringing you out of the awe of the chaldeans out of terror and, and you're not I'm, I'm translating you into the history of christ Abraham did not come before Christ. That's why Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. So when Abraham climbed the mountain and all of that and took Isaac, he saw the lamb. And God said, now I know. James 2, from 20 to 24, James said, and it was counted to him for righteousness. That's when Abraham became, received the righteousness of God by faith. He entered into the history of Christ. Let me tell you, that is what the entire Bible is about. The entire Bible is about God bringing people into the history of his son. You see that, that, that verse in John 3.16? It didn't start in John 3.16. That's why John began his, his, his gospel by saying, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. What is the word of God? It's called the logos. It's the thoughts of God. When you put all the thoughts of God together, that is the word. And if you if you open a textbook and you want to know what the textbook, if you like if you open the Bible now, you will see Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and all those Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, and so on and so forth. If you open the textbook, you will see chapter one, fractional distillation, chapter two. If you open the logos, what you will see is Abel. Those are, those are the names of the thoughts of God. Abraham, Isaac, Elijah, David, Paul, Ebele. Put your name. That's why the Bible says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. God has been thinking thoughts towards you before the foundation of the world. That's when your name was written in the book of life. Understand God. Oh. God is eternal. Oh. God does not dwell in time. 
past, present, and future are parallel before God like this. He is the eternal God. Eternal does not mean time. In time, you don't say, in, etern- in eternity, you don't say yesterday. Eternity is I am that I am. So before God said, let us make man in our own image. My sister, my, what's your name? Miracle. <laughs> That's the, that, that name. I'm sure God already knew that one. Before God said, let us make man in Genesis chapter 1, God knew sister Miracle. God knew brother Ify. God knew sister Jennifer. God knew brother Wale. God said, How do I bring all these people into the fullness of life? How do I make them the envy of the universe? How do I cause them to enter into the purpose? Ah, God is looking at it. God is saying, ah, see Philip. Philip is in Samaria. is preaching. Oh, that's fantastic. Ah, see, see David and Goliath. Okay, that's nice. That's nice. Ah, see Abraham. He knows the end from the beginning. He says, okay, all right. Guys, can we do this? Say, yes, sir. Let us make man in our own image. That's how it happened. I went, I said from Philip, I didn't start from you because God knew that too. I said, see, see, Dr. Yeah, one day coming back from the office. Say, ah. This life that I have is the life of God in me. This life that I have is the life of Christ. This joy that I have is the joy of the Holy Ghost. This joy that I have is the joy of Christ. Zoe Zoe, Zoe, Zoe. Let me tell you this. You need to take the prayers in Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 17 and Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 16 very seriously. That God will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him so that you will know the hope of your calling some of us have watched nollywood movies fairy tale movies where one prince or the son of the ceo will pose as the gate man and then one lady in the office will be very rude to him very fascinating to those things they will just hold your attention because you'll be waiting for the revelation of the guy how many of you have seen stuff like that i see it on, on Facebook, YouTube. The lady will be rude to him. Are you stupid? Is that how to park a car? And she's talking to the son of the CEO, posing as a gate man. The guy is doing under. He wants to know who to fire in the company. <laughs> the guy will run as a gate man. He'll go and buy food for the head gate man. The one I watched. I'm sure some of you have seen that one. And you can see the confidence. Because he knows who his daddy is. Hey, before 
Gitman was. I am. I am something. I was born from above. I am actually royalty. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Don't, don't look at what you are seeing on the outside. I don't know why we have believers today who cannot endure anything. But actually, I do know why. It's because they don't know who they are. A child of God will enjoy Gary. As in, that food will be more blessed and enjoyable than someone that is not a child of God eating at the finest restaurant on the island. The vitamins in that Gary can raise the dead. It's because the person eating it is a child of God. Do you understand that if you put water in the hands of Jesus, it, it will become wine that is sweeter than the wine that the organizer of the, of the feast brought? It's revelation. It's so powerful that Jesus said, I'm not praying for the world now. I'm praying for these ones. Revelation, though, it will make you love. It will make you love the people of God. You will love the church. You will have this love for God and for the things of God. It's because you can see. Jesus got down, and I was trying to teach them this thing. He was trying to teach them this thing. See, let me tell you, these people of God. Pray for revelation. Pastor was saying, there's a clip from one of the messages of Pastor. And Pastor said that one of the proofs that you have received strength from God is that you can walk in, that you, is that you walk in love effortlessly and you forgive people. That is what Jesus prayed for in John 13, 34 and 35. He said, I want you to love one another. Not as, not as people don't, don't love people as they love you he says love one another as i have loved you is it there a new commandment i give to you that you love one another as i have loved you that's how you should love one another verse 35 says by these shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another Allah is an entirely new order it's different don't go to where you are celebrated, tolerated. Don't go to where you are celebrated. Don't take nonsense from anybody. You give, you give it back to them. That's, that's not what happens in this family and in this kingdom. But it takes revelation. That's why sometimes when we talk about church wedding, some people say, no, 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 no. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not important. Once you just once you just your family has married you you have gone to the courts there's no church wedding in the bible is there bible in the bible please check for bible in the bible and show me where it is found what's a church wedding a church wedding is not a wedding that happens in church. I hope you know that. A church wedding is not a white wedding. 
white wedding is white man's culture christianity is not the white man's religion you can do church wedding in iru and buba a church wedding is when two adult believers one listen to my, my look at my one male and one female come together in the presence of the people of god and under the authority he has placed in his church to say we're about to get married uh, 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 to exchange vows you are saying that since i got born again the law of the land we don't have time to get into this i will have shown you church wedding in the bible but we don't have time the law of the land and the consent of my of my family they are no longer the highest authority in my life if my nation forsakes me and my family disowns me jesus will never leave me i have come to recognize a new authority you know jesus when he was living the earth matthew 16 he did not he did not say Up, upon this rock i will build nigeria upon this rock i will build your business he's only building one thing i hope you know that the reason why god is interested in the world is because of the church that's why in ephesians 5 it does not say husbands love your wives as your father loved your mother love your wives as the president loves the first lady love your wives as it's written in the law of the land is that what he says he says love your wives as what as christ loved the church wives submit to your hus husbands as your grandmother submitted to your grandfather is that what is written there as the church is subject to the christ in all, to, to christ in all things is understanding when your child is born your family comes to rejoice with you the government sends a birth certificate but is it complete you take that child before the people of god and say this one belongs to you hallelujah praise god ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 ephesians 2 verse 19 ephesians 2 verse 19 It says, now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners. Let's look at what verse 15 says. Ephesians 2, 15. I think that's where it talks about the commonwealth of Israel. Ephesians 2, 15. Ephesians 2, 14. 14. No. 12, sorry. It's 12. Ephesians 2, 12. It says that at that time, before you were saved, you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of israel and strangers from the covenants you were strangers you were aliens that's why i say the person from your hometown who is not a christian is a stranger is a stranger to you and you are a stranger to them verse 19 says but now you are no longer strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of god <laughs> when they call out your family members i'm telling you that peter james john 
David, all of them, they come out. They'll be like, they'll be like how are we doing Christmas? That's your family. And members of the household of God, verse 20. Having been built, verse 21, you are built on the apostles and all of that. Verse 22. Verse 23. All right. It says that you've been built into a, a household of God. Listen, people of God, there is a nation on the face of the earth that does not belong here anymore. The Bible calls that nation the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We are here for a reason. We are here for a purpose. But we don't belong in this place anymore. And the reason why you need to realize that is because we have a different story. We have a different path. We have a different history. We have a different past. If any man is in Christ, the Bible says he's a new creature. All things are passed away. All things have become new. We have a different destination. You are, we are no longer who we used to be and we no longer come from where we used to be, in, where we used to come from. In fact, the Bible calls us a peculiar people. That's First Peter 2.9. 2, a holy nation. A people belonging to God. Let's look at First Peter 2.9 and First Peter 2.10. Let's read it together. Let's go. But you are a chosen generation, royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may show forth or proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Look at verse 10. It says, Who once were not a people, but are now what? The people of God. Hallelujah. Can someone say out loud, say, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Tonight, I want to call everyone to begin to remember your heritage, your citizenship, where you come from. That's the secret of power as a Christian. That's the secret of strength. That's the secret of walking in love. That's the secret of saying there is a lifting up when there is a casting down. That's the secret of being okay. <laughs> I'm just okay. I say you just lost five million dollars. How are you feeling? In fact, I'm just fine. Ah, yes. That if they catch you weeping, it's not because of what is going on in your life. And it's the shortest chapter in your Logos. John 11.35, Jesus wept. He was still going to raise the dead. He was just feeling what they were feeling. That's all. He was just okay. The prince of this world has come and has found nothing in me. I learned that you were fired yesterday. How are you? I'm just okay. Where we come from? <laughs> if there's fire, it's for a reason. So I've been fired for a reason. 
I'm fine. People are crying. People are cursing the company that they downsized. You are just fine. It is the secret of the Christian life. I don't come from this place. I'm here for a reason. My family is different. Look at the next verse. First Peter 2.11. I want to just end with those two words he used there. <laughs> he used there. And I'll show you those words again in Hebrews. First Peter 2, we just read verse 9, verse 10. Let's look at 11. It says, Beloved, I beg you, as what? Some sojourners, some translations, I think the KJV uses strangers and pilgrims. Strangers and pilgrims. There's a religion. When they, take, when they go on pilgrimage to a particular place, they come back and they call themselves strangers. That's the meaning of Al-Haji and Al-Hajjah. It means stranger. You're a stranger. Can you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you born again? Kai, you're a stranger. In Hebrews, the same the same Designation is used again for believers. Hebrews 11.13. Hebrews 11.13. It says, these all died in faith. He was talking about our family on the other side. It says they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. Who is a pilgrim? Who is a stranger? A stranger is a person that does not belong in the place where he is. Who is a pilgrim? A pilgrim is a person that is on a journey. is going somewhere. When Jesus died and rose again, the reason why he appeared only to his disciples was because what God had begun to plan, what God had known from the foundation of the world, what God designed and desired had now become possible. Jesus came to give us that new identity and to call us out of the world. From that day, we became strangers. Even though we are in this world, we don't belong here. And so the diseases of this world, the economy of this world, the trends of this world, the philosophies of this world, the dangers of this world, we have been delivered from them. The Bible says we've been translated to the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. 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 So I'm going to I'm going to leave this with you and we're, and we're going to pray. This thing that we have come into is not just uh, a matter of coming to church on Sundays or on Wednesdays. No. It's a new family. It's a new culture. It's a new nation. It's a new citizenship. It's a new people. It's an entirely new dimension. My prayer for everyone tonight here and watching is that from today when you wake up in the morning 
Lebra ko saradabandi, redaso karanda milade ya karada zurebra toko sorodo matara elako sananamashiri de brahandelebos. You will wake up the way an American citizen wakes up in Nigeria. He knows that he's not from this place. He knows that no matter what happens to the Naira, he doesn't spend Naira, he spends dollars. He steps out of his house knowing that whatever happens in Nigeria, at the worst, if Nigeria is collapsing, his country is going to come and take him away. He's not afraid of living. Are you afraid of living this world? Are you afraid of living in this world? Are you scared of the things in, in this world? Do you have fears? Do you have worries? Do you have things that weigh you down? You need this revelation. I want you to lift up your right hand and say, In the name of Jesus, because God is my Father, and because I was born again, even though I am in this world, I am not of this world. I have a new destiny. I belong to a new nation. I have been called by a new name. I am a new creature. My identity has changed. My story is different. I have entered into the history of Christ. I want you to pray. Just pray. Just pray out loud. Just pray out loud in your understanding. If you know to pray in tongues, pray in tongues. If you don't know to pray in tongues, just say thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for revelation. Thank you because my eyes are open to see, my ears to hear, to know the hope of my calling in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mandele Prokorodabos, Gratala Brahande Regedelebos, Sepratala Brahatalabos. Well, I want you to lay hands on yourself. Just put your hands on your body. Arabos, Kradabashedelebos, and say to yourself, I don't come from here. I, I, I was born from above. I use my body as a point of contact to everything in my life. Listen. Begin to respond to the order of Christ. Begin to respond to the name of Jesus. Begin to respond to the blood of Jesus. Begin to arise. Begin to shine. Call your name. Call your name out loud. And say in the name of Jesus. Begin to walk in your eternal heritage. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Well, that's the word of God for tonight. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church is beyond a religion it is joining god's family and that is done when you believe in christ jesus so i just want to lead you right away now if you are if you want to give your heart to christ just say after me say lord jesus i believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins i accept you as my lord and my savior 
and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.